Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Let me take you on the Hi guys, what's up? Welcome to Talking Sporty. I'm Brittany Betts. And I'm your girl P. What is up? Week 9, NFL. Week 2, NBA. Week 2, NBA. Let's talk about it. Talk Sporty. What's up? How have you been, first and foremost? Well, you know, just here and there and everywhere. Trying to forget about... Whatever it is that happened last week in the NFL, um, I don't think we're going to get too much into detail about that. But uh, <laughs> um, we, got some, we got some good stuff going on in fantasy. We'll we'll talk about it. There's 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 some bright spots there. But aside from that, yes, the NBA just started, like you said. Um, obviously, you guys know uh, Brittany and I are both Laker fans, so. Let's we can dive let's, in. We can talk about the let's Lakers. buckle up, right? I'm yeah, ready exactly. To yeah, let's buckle up. Um, you know, there's some good stuff going on with the Lakers, some moves that were made in the offseason, right? We have a deeper team now, we got some length now. Um, a young team, but young team, yeah. but there, there's 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 some uh, there's some depth there. Uh, we got some length as well. We got Christian Wood from the Dallas. Mavericks uh, picked up Jackson Hayes, of course. So um, the Lakers right now are what at five hundred, right? So they're two and two. Two and two. Yep, we're playing the Clippers right, right. now as, as we're we, recording. Yeah, as we're we recording, actually, we came back. So there's yeah. a bright spot that you know we're we're competing because we were down like almost twenty points, I think, at one point in this game. But um, yeah, we're at five hundred. Uh, I mean, before the season started. I've constantly heard talks like this. This is the championship Lakers team. Here's the thing. Like, this is way too, way too early for me to even dabble into any type of conversation. Like, mm. I'm going to be casually watching until mm. football. I mean, yeah, until football dies down. Yeah. Um, but what do you, what do you think about this Laker team? Like, with all those new guys that you've named um, at yeah. in depth? Yeah. Well, look, listen, I mean, we, we got to the Western Conference Finals as a seven seed last season, right? So, um, I don't, I don't see us uh, achieving any less than that this season. And I, I will say though, like, you know, um, I, I, I would pump the brakes on the uh, championship talk, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but at 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 worst, I, I don't like. That's my, that's my like standard i guess at worst like you know i don't see us missing um the playoffs okay I hope this doesn't come back to bite us but right well he even i think that the west is competitive you know right so, right. so the there's west. that so we can't be too 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 sure yeah um like tonight we have guys that are out and i think that that's kind of like the been a newer sentiment where there's like more rest days and there's more yeah. like low management days and more yeah. guys that you see just not playing. You know right. what I mean? Like there right. was something that I saw where I think it was yesterday where Embiid was not expected to play for rest and he had just like rested. <laughs> and it was just, it, I mean, it sounds outlandish and obviously he played, but you're seeing a lot more of that. So I hope that that doesn't bite the Lakers in the butt. 
with you right. know, us having to rest up Ron or AD and just, yeah. So um, I did, I do remember, and we can, we can like look up the specifics and obviously we don't want to say anything wrong, but I do remember there is a new initiative in the NBA now um, against like, too much, I wouldn't say too much load management, but you know what I'm saying? Like get to work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In short, get to work. Um, but um, yeah. Nonetheless, the NBA is back. Brittany and I, we we chatted about this. We're, I'm gonna be super honest. She's gonna be super honest. There's 82 games in that season. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Catch uh, me at like 40. Right, like maybe maybe post All Star break, right when like we're in February, Super Bowls around the corner, and yep. But nonetheless, we're still Laker fans. Um, but now that we're on the topic of the NBA, Bernie, so Friday, November third is the beginning of the first ever in season NBA tournament. Interesting. Okay, tell me more. And so I also questioned what is the point of this right so apparently because like we just said it's an 82 game season it's a way for the nba to keep things interesting in in short okay well the winner of that gets of course a trophy but they also get um they get money at the end of the of the tournament it's all 30 teams Okay. And there's a there's a prize, obviously. Um, it's the NBA's way of somebody compared it to because you know, I was having this discussion on Twitter the other day, like, what is the point of this? There's no playoff implications, okay, by the way. No playoff implications. What is the point? And they're just like, Oh, they do this in, you know, in premier leagues, soccer leagues across um across the way. So like Peace into her into the Laker game right now, guys, and she's gonna give us an update. Are we? Did we come back? Like, <laughs> yeah, we're actually up three. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. About to be fourth quarter. So, um, my only concern with this tournament that has no playoff implications whatsoever is like it's all thirty teams playing. Mm-hmm. God forbid a star player gets hurt. Okay. There's that. Right. So. That- that's big. I know. So it's just like, how much do you really want to put into that? Right. How much there's that. Um, I think that when you look at the teams that kind of know that they're not going to be doing much, well, it's this weekend, right? Yeah. Starts this Friday. So this is kind of early to say, you know, who knows that they're not going to be doing much, but I would think that if it was later on, like it's a way to kind of incentivize playing better and to get like, you know, like yeah, work, like, work bonuses right. or work bonus type situation. But or maybe if it was like a midway point, right? Like a midway yeah. point. But it, it's like we're barely what, week two, week three of the NBA? Like full. Yeah. Like has it been a full seven days? <laughs> of the NBA. Actually. Uh, yesterday, right? Yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's one thing that I'm just kind of like, I'll tune in, but I just I don't really get it. I don't understand. Um, but it, it'll be interesting. I mean, it, yeah. it takes place in Vegas. I don't know if you saw, but like each team gets their own like home court design. It, it's, it was pretty interesting. I mean, there's been a lot, of, a lot of time into this. 
Yeah, yeah. Trial and error with the NBA, of course. Uh, they're trying some stuff around. Um, like, for example, the All-Star game is going to be back to East versus West now. Right. When I heard that, I was like, thank gosh. Like, yeah. I was so over the other format captains and just right. all the BS. Like, stop playing with us. Just if go back. broken, don't fix it. Like, thank you. But so it's back to East versus West. So we'll see. Perfect. We'll see. Um. So that's well, that. Keep, keep us posted on the on the in season playing. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll give us updates. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll we'll talk about it throughout. Um. So we're on the topic of the NBA. Um. As of two days ago, uh, James Harden is now a Clipper. Yep. James so. Harden is now on his third NBA team in two and a half years. Yeah, I mean. It's been it's been a journey. What can we say? I mean, he's he's back home, right? He's back with Russ. So they've they've accomplished things in terms of like scoring duos. Uh, do I? This is the thing. I'm not a fan of the Clippers. I've never been a fan of the Clippers. I feel like you know, like the Chargers, they're that team that is just they always clipper, you know what I mean? Like there's always just something like themselves usually that stand in the way. And like, I really just hate hating on them, but it's kind of like they do it to themselves. Yeah. Um, so I say that to say that even with Paul George, even with Kawhi, who was playing really, really well tonight, like he had 18 points in the first quarter um, against the Lakers, but I don't even think that that's going to be enough because there's a lot of egos there. Like every dude, every person that I just named is from LA. And like, I know Kawhi is more mellow. Like he's like an IE type guy, you know, but like those are some LA dudes. And I don't think that there's going to be a lot of uh, like, let's just say there's going to be a lot of egos in that locker room, in my opinion. And I think that that sometimes can get in your way. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, just my opinion. Uh, what yeah. do you think? What What did you think when you heard the news? Well, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I'm not a fan of James Harden. I'm not a fan of his play. I'm not a fan of his style. Um, I liked him when he was in Oklahoma, but he was the sixth man. So that was a long time ago. Now, this this, this it, it's, I'm just not a fan of the saga. None of that. Um, to reiterate what you said, I do like we're both obviously – SoCal natives. I do like and respect that all four of these guys, right? We got to include Russell. They're right. all Cal- Southern California natives. I think that's super awesome. I it's not it. like a homegrown team. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they're, but having them not homegrown, hometown, I should say, because they're not homegrown. Um, but other than that, um, the Clippers are going to Clipper. <laughs> like, I don't know what the science is behind it. Not the science. Oh my God. The Chargers and the Clippers doing what they do. Because at this point, I don't even know. (laughs) Call Bill Nye. No, at this point. You know, I was, um, and I want to, I want to know your thoughts on this and then we can move on. Um, My brother and I were having an interesting conversation. He said that his friend was thinking, they were talking about how, how the pressure of playing in LA actually affects the way these folks play and oh, he has a he has a theory as to that's why the Dodgers won in 2020 when there was no fans and why the Lakers won in 2020 when there was no fans 
not to take away from the championship, but more so to just show folks how hard it is to just play in LA and meet those standards. What do you think? I mean, I agree. I think that it is a tough place to live. You know what I mean? And like, I don't think that people understand how big of a city LA is. Mm -hmm. And when it comes down to it, most of these athletes don't live like in LA, like in downtown Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Like they live more than likely like out in the burbs, somewhere out a ways. And then if they have to get to like a practice facility or if they have to go to training camp, like it's not close, right? Like this is all like the leading up to it psychological factors that I'm thinking of. But Mm -hmm. the traffic alone is absolutely insane here. Like I cannot stand it. So whether you're driving yourself or whether you're getting a driver, like you're sitting in it for hours on end. So Mm -hmm. you're messed up in the head from that. And then you have just like all of just the LA-ness that's going on, you know, people constantly going out, people constantly partying. Like there's, it's not like a city like New York where everything stays open, but there's always something to do. You know what I mean? Like people know, like there's, everybody is here. So I get that. And then from a fan standpoint, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, we are some of the most brutal fans. Like Mm -hmm. when it comes to expectations, when it comes to speaking our mind, when it comes to not necessarily heckling, they're way worse than us. But yeah, we can be some of the worst. Like, so I get it. And I think that that is, that is a true, you know, that does play a part, you know what I mean? Right, a true factor, right? I mean, the Rams were able to do it when on the biggest stage at home, with those fans, of course, you know, we already have endless discussions about how football is split here, but it also took like a crazy fourth quarter performance and all that other stuff to just say, like, like you're saying it, there's a lot of factors that play into this, like, right. Logistics, all that stuff that make LA like, you know, obviously like what top five hardest cities to play in, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I- yeah. So I, I thought that was an interesting point of discussion. And I was like, you know what? That's actually a fair point, you know? Yeah. Um, so that is the NBA. Uh, we obviously, Brittany and I will be tuning in, chatting. Um, we'll talk about that tournament. And we, we do, do you bet on the NBA or do you like try not to? How I think you- I'll dabble. You, okay. We can do underdog with NBA. So use our code on underdog fantasy code sporty. Um, uh, but no, you can, I look, there's props on there. So I'll, yeah. I'll dabble. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I'm um, Brittany Betts. <laughs> right. Um, so you went to the Colorado game, Colorado, UCLA, UCLA won. Uh, yeah. Over I went to the, right. Yes. We, UCLA was at home. So um, I enjoyed Quite, it was quite the game. Um, last time, last Rose Bowl game I was at, it was when we played SC. It was just as full. It was very, very full. Very yeah. packed. It was packed. It was a packed game. Yeah. What were the vibes like? Give us, tell us what the prime effect is like. Girl, it is alive and it is real. I'll say this. Okay. He has like some like shirts. 
So I did see a lot of that. So I saw a lot more Deion Sanders fans than I did see Colorado fans, which okay. I don't know. He's changed the culture there, right? I, I don't blame mm-hmm. him. But it was very easy, not only literally to see them, but it was very easy to like differentiate, you know, like they had the prime shirt on. Some of them, when I seen it, it was really cool. I seen a few hats, uh, cowboy hats with glasses type. <laughs> um, but overall, it was a really good vibe. Uh, it was a great day for some college football. Um, obviously, the Bruins won, played some insane defense. Oh, yeah. That's that's like the star of the team right now because the offense and just kind of switching back and forth with the quarterbacks and the offensive line. Like, I know Chip is, like, banging his head in a wall. Yeah. But, um, I mean, obviously he had to pull Dante at one point and, you know, go back to Ethan. Um, but, yeah, the defense is definitely a star of that team. Yeah. Like, they're holding teams to less than, like, 25 points a game. Like, yeah. I think it may be way less than that, too. But yeah, so, yeah, yes. Um, that front four is nice. Girl, those Murphy twins. and <laughs> I'm not saying it like that. Latu, <laughs> Latu. Those three first. When they rush one of those, both of them, whatever, all three of them, whatever it is, it's, it's just mm-hmm. it's suffocating. It doesn't help that Colorado's O-line is abysmal, non-existent. Ooh-wee. But um, even against some solid opponents like Utah, um, the only reason why we lost that game, like you said, is because Dante was playing like a doofus. Um, but that that's a really low scoring game too. Yeah, so. really low scoring. So that defense is 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 not a joke. Uh, they are actually some of the highest rating per Pro Football Focus. They are some of the highest rated in the country. So that's that's great. I think that's why we won that game ultimately, of course, because our offense is a joke. Um, it's not that it's a joke. It's not that it's a joke. I should, I should retract. It's sure. just, it's, just um, it's, it's going through some things. Like it's figuring itself out because the running back still he he is running. He is using his wheels. Aside from on the football field, did you see the person who stole Colorado's jewelry? No, did in the they, locker room. <laughs> did they um, find him? No, you were there, so I was seeing. Like, did you see? Girl, I <laughs> did you catch it? Yeah, no, I did not see that. Um, that's actually interesting, right? Because uh, it happened mid-game, right? So we don't know, you know, how venue security is it? A, they're saying that it's a third-party uh, company. Whatever this the is case. LA. So this is LA. Like I'm not surprised. Like you have Rams players that are getting robbed, you know, for whatever he got robbed for. But this is LA and it's really grimy in these streets right now. Um I would think that it's like maybe an inside job, like somebody from the security or somebody at the Rose Bowl, like, you wanna come hit this lick? Like this stuff is here. Like um, they're on the field. One thing I will say is that apparently this happened to Deanna Jackson State too. They said that it happens at HBCs all the time, which that's so unfortunate. Like it sucks, right? Like obviously, this is their belongings. It doesn't justify it. So it does suck because it's like at the end of the day, these kids are 
at this point now it's like they're kind of working for what they get you know so um i know that they are opening investigation I have heard people say, like, maybe it was an inside job because mid-game, like, the, the UCLA folks can do it because they're on the field. So it's like, who was it? But um, that's kind of, yeah, uh, that was kind of like a, a top of the news story this this week. Um, the Pasadena police is looking into it. Um, and, yeah. To be continued. To be continued, I guess. We'll um, follow up on the case number. <laughs> yeah. the case number in the file. Yeah. So, and then since we're talking about college football really quickly, the college football playoffs, uh, the rankings released today. Um, they got the okay. first, obviously, you know, um, I believe the four that they have is Florida State, Georgia, Ohio State, and I think Michigan. I could be wrong. Well, I mean, I guess they have it right. Like, I'm really high on Florida State right now. I think that they're playing football really well, both sides of the ball. They play some competitive teams. Like, I don't think that they get the respect that they should be getting with them being in the ACC. But they, I mean, they're the no's. Like, they've done things before. They've made no noise before. But I think that right now, because Georgia has been so consistently dominant and winning consecutive years in a row, you know, people just won't take their eyes off of Georgia and yeah. then you have and Michigan and then you have the whole sign stealing saga like that is mind-boggling did you see the picture of the guy on the sideline with the other school's gear on like oh we know that's you yeah I was watching Pat McAfee. what are you doing I was watching the Pat McAfee show this morning and there's this part where like it, <laughs> I think he was with Central Michigan's sideline yes. and the camera pans to him on the sideline because there's a player who runs out of bounds and like he runs on top of this guy he, he grabs his head he goes like this oh yeah trying to be mm -hmm. incognito Ex you're caught busted dude like you can totally tell he had the fact that he went like he had the gear and you have on the sunglasses on the sideline as a, an assistant when there's no sun come on bro and the parent <clears throat> per the McAfee show, these sunglasses have some sort of recording device on it. Oh my goodness. Even worse, like straight out of the Belichick book. Yep. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. So that's that. Um, obviously, Georgia's playing without Brock Bowers, <laughs> their star tight end. That's something impressive. I think he didn't say anything. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. You said they're no, playing no, no. no, tell me. Keep, tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Go ahead. No, I was just talking about the like you're you're talking about Michigan. We're talking about the playoff teams or the top four playoff teams that are in right now. So I I think that um, there's talks that Georgia may repeat. People are talking about how Georgia doesn't really play anybody. There could be excuses for every team, right? Like they said that about they've said that about Florida State that they haven't played anybody. Uh, Michigan's there sign stealing. So it's like so who do we got that's like legit? You know? Yeah. But what yeah, I was going to say is that I didn't say anything about Ohio State, and that's mm -hmm. not to discredit them, and that's mm -hmm. not to not give them their respect because I think that they're playing really, really well. I think mm -hmm. that the um, for them not to be like that normal Ohio State team with the quarterback that just slings the ball that we know is going to go, you know, right away to the draft, and like they have 
a weapon like they have marv maserati marv that wants to make that a thing oh my god that was like if we took a shot for every time he said that lit we'd be right <laughs> but no i was just gonna say like all i wanted to the point that i just wanted to make was that ohio state is playing really good football like especially with that win over penn state um i think that they're proving themselves um you know to be quite the force Mm-hmm. If I had to choose right now, I would put them over Georgia. I would put them. I put FSU in Ohio State. What are the numbers? I'm just making this. I haven't even looked. You said that they're, they're, they're those are the top four. What are the like the actual numbers? Who's number one? Is Georgia still number one? Georgia. Okay. I think it's Ohio State two or Michigan two. Ooh, Michigan still two. I'm confusing Ohio State and Michigan. They're not gonna like that. Well, if that is if Michigan is two and Georgia's one, go ahead and swap that. Go ahead and swap the one and the two with the three and the four. In yeah. my opinion, I know for a fact that Florida's Florida State is four, though. I know that. Almost okay. They kept um, them there. Yeah, and then I believe they got Oregon at five and Washington at six. Uh, so Even though Washington beat Oregon. Okay. Yeah. So I would be, you know, obviously we would be remiss if we don't talk about our little Pac-12. So we had to bring those up, even though they're essentially the first two out. Um, but this should be interesting. Um, UCLA plays Arizona this weekend, Wildcats. Man, I love Arizona this season, Mike. And that's not because uh, Deontay's cousin is the deep <laughs> but. They have been playing some really, really scrappy football. Just yeah, I like, heard. Backup quarterback, you know, taking SC to triple overtime in the Coliseum on a night game. And then, like, the week before that, they had went into Washington and they mm-hmm. went to overtime with Washington and only lost by a score. And then after the USC game, they went to Pullum and then they beat Wazoo. So that's three ranked schools that they stayed, you know, competitive with. Yeah. And, like, they're playing, like, why not? They've already mm-hmm. counted us out. Why not? So mm-hmm. I I don't know, Bruins. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like Arizona. I just love the way that they've been playing. They've been covering spreads. They've been they, they just upset Oregon State too. Like they're yes. on this. Yes. We are knocking out the Pac 12. We're the Pac 12 Slayers. Yeah. Like that's Arizona right now. And I like it a lot. So so I don't know. I don't know, Bruins. You might have your so hands full with that's this. That's the matchup. Um, another one that's going to be probably a little bit more fun than uh, the UCLA uh, Arizona one is the Huskies do play the Trojans this weekend. Mm. That's going to be interesting. Um, uh, USC. I don't did, know. I don't. I don't they, think it'll be too interesting. <laughs> well, I'll say this: we all know how bad USC's defense or lack thereof is mm. uh washington is not that bad but their defense is pretty eh, a little questionable right so okay. i think it's gonna be maybe a shootout um yeah okay. i think it's just gonna be a shootout um we'll see how it goes <laughs> <sighs> i think I hear you. No, I hear you. I think it'll be interesting for, from like an entertaining perspective. Yeah. From a Heisman candidate perspective, because, you know, you still do. I think that Caleb's hopes have dwindled 
Absolutely. Like, I think that they're pretty much saying that it's Michael Penix Jr. and Bo Nix, right? Um, but I think that Caleb is still trying, like, to prove something. So he's not going to let Mike outplay him, right? So there, I think that that, just that mindset, there's going to be some sort of quarterback duel. Yeah, know? like, at least I think at this point, as he's just playing, they're ranked 20. They're they're just playing for a sense of pride at this point. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I mean, you know that your defense can't hold. Girl, they let they let Cal score 49 points on them. 49, a game that they they truly should have lost SC. But I mean, if they don't want to let go their their defensive coordinator and nip that in the butt, then they don't want to win like that. They don't seem serious. You know what I mean? Like you have a unit on offense with Caleb Williams. And then it kind of makes you question, well, is that the case when he can only play like that against subpar teams? You know, raises some questions. But in terms of it being – I don't think that the game is going to be close. I think that Washington is going to – Oh, you don't think that it's going to be close? No, I don't. Like, I think that it's going to be a shootout at one point perhaps, but then, like, I think Washington is just going to run away with it. I think, like I said, it's going to be some quarterback dueling. I, do I think that there's going to be a lot of shots taken? Like, Lincoln's going to try to show off the offense. But SC has problems that they need to focus on, focus on next year, whatever you guys are going to do, because um, this this isn't the season yet again. Yeah, so do you think – it's a little too early to tell. We're just going to play devil's advocate. Then we're going to move on to the NFL. I think this is a perfect segment. Do you think that – do you think that he declares? Hmm. I don't know. I would think that now that his draft stock has dwindled in a sense, like you still have the combine, you still have offseason, um, you still have other things that you can show and showcase trying to get that top spot back. But even before this, people were saying that he wasn't going to be the top guy. Like They're talking about Drake May. They're talking about, um, you know, other people. But mm-hmm. I think that, he, that Caleb has an ego. You know, he's very much so a young man who is sure of himself. And he has a Heisman to back that up. But I think that he still has a little bit to prove at the college level that, in my opinion, he should stay. Mm. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, it's tough because he's like, I want to go into some other things because he's made some comments about, like, what he wants to do, how he wants to have um, a stake in a team. Yeah. And my sentiments are like, dude, you haven't even made it to the league. You haven't even done anything at that level. Um, never so, mind the league. Told, never mind the like, league, though. Like you, obviously from a college, from the NCAA. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. obviously, a Heisman is the obviously one of the most top seven most coveted trophies, right? Or mm-hmm. awards that you Fire. can get in all Fire. sports. But like, what does what good does that do? If like, what is what? Like what? I don't even know how I want to say this. Like, what is there to show for it? Like, obviously, right? He's backing he, it up. Right. He totally deserved that Heisman last year. Mm-hmm. This year, I don't think he's winning it. 
I'm just going to say I have Michael Penix Jr. as one of my favorites to win the Heisman. Maybe Bo Nix, but I'm going for Michael Penix personally. But I just, like you said, and he's, Caleb Williams has just has some interesting requests if he does declare. And so I just think that I, I, it, I'm actually kind of agreeing with you. I think that he, maybe he does stay another year and he develops. Well, he's already kind of, I don't even know if develops the right word. It's just that it's like, you, I don't know, maybe just go through the trenches a little more, I guess. Uh, like, right. Just, and I mean, college is so different now, you know, with like the portal, the NIL, yes, and like yes. SC is in a position where they can recruit. Like Lincoln Riley yes. can get people here. A lot of people, a lot of LA kids, a lot of kids from other places, like they want to be here now. Right. So get the talent that you need to stack that defense. Get Alex Grinch the heck up out of there. And, like, figure it out so that your team is playing competitively both sides of the ball. Because, like, everybody knows. All you got to do is take out their defensive Swiss cheese. And, like, you cannot be super one-note like that. Like, I feel like come out here with a plan next year with Lincoln Riley. Get something done. Yeah. And it's going to be just, like, you're floating to the number one pick. You're floating to, like, like, there's going to be maturity behind that. There's going to be growth. There's going to be – more experience i don't know you know he'll probably declare we're just talking this is gonna all come back to bite us like they're gonna be there's gonna play a clip and he's gonna be in the league with the number one draft pick we'll see apparently like he also wants to pick he also wants to pick where he goes i mean i don't blame him right who wants to go to chicago whatever situation they got going on over there the way that it works and like you know what i mean i feel like the nil has just changed these kids idea of how this happens like this is a a once in a lifetime opportunity like the chips fall where they may you know what i mean like you don't get to say i mean eli manning did it right but seriously that's not that's so atypical and i think that paying these kids a lot of money has dictated a lot of you know just what they have to say about everything right and 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 these kids were making billions of dollars for the ncaa give them a piece of that sure oh yeah no well the ncaa was making billions of dollars off these kids absolutely that's what i meant to say um they deserve their cut right they're generating millions of viewers thousands and hundreds and millions and billions of dollars of revenue for the NCAA. But they're now, of course, and it, it, it gets sticky, right? Like NILs and everything. It These kids essentially, it, it's like a, it's a double-edged sword, just like it is to everything, right? These kids can stay in, the, in, in college, help develop their game a little bit more. So that way when they go to the NFL, they are a little bit more prepared. But then at the same point, it's like, I'm making money here in college. Yeah. Um I could say a another, lot of money. I could say another year. So if the first if the first is the team with the first pick isn't the ideal market for me, then guess what? I'm gonna say. So it, it's definitely a great it area. gives a little spoiled. It gives a it does spoiled, give a little spoiled. You know I mean? like, yeah, totally. And totally. there's just I feel a certain way so about it. I Steve Smith said it best. Like they need to reconfigure that market. Yes. I think that it's Yes, astronomically insane. Yes, truthfully speaking, like 
you are teaching these kids that these numbers are like normalcy and it's not and it's like one in how many actually even make it let alone make that kind of money and then you have people on the team that are not on scholarship that are working jobs to pay their tuition and then you got a guy next to him that's making like 10 mil and like you can say well they need to get better they need to play better well this is college and this is a team and everybody on the team matters at some point and like you're getting a college education there is that's a whole nother day like we can have a whole episode on that but we will move along and this is a good segue for the NFL. nfl yep this yeah. is a good segue um okay so we're going into week nine week nine a lot of things I don't know. A lot of things that we thought kind of haven't panned out. Like, for instance, like a lot of the dominant forces, like the Niners have won or have have lost three weeks in a row. They're on a bye this week. Um, The Raiders. Let's talk about the Raiders because um, we kind of didn't know what they were going to be this season with Jimmy G playing quarterback. Um, But most shocking news, which isn't really shocking to me. I don't know if it was shocking to you. Josh McDaniels is no longer at the helm of that team. He's no longer the coach. They fired him. Um, supposedly when he was out trick-or-treating with his kids, uh, they let go of the GM and the OC. And, like, I tweeted that game, that Raiders game. Blow it up, guys. And, like, I was speaking in a sense of, like, the organization and some of the players. Like, why not? Why not start over? and get like a Caleb Williams to sell you some jerseys and to sell out Dre's in the club, you know, but hey, he can have people at the club, whatever, but they needed to blow it up. And this is such a great start. It's hard to do. Like that is a tough decision to just say, we're going to let go of the coach. We're going to just totally, you know, divert from, whatever the plan was, because he still had four years on his contract. Yep, I was just about to say uh, that. They still have to pay him for four more years. He just signed that last year, last January. So, But let's be honest. Like, that team had absolutely no sense of direction. Like, you have a Devontae Adams. We have in our notes, poor Devontae. Like, seriously, poor <laughs> Devontae Adams. He, like, we're just, he's just withering away. He is being wasted in his prime because they're definitely – not going to be chasing down any type of spot in the playoffs with the AFC being so competitive with so many teams being at like three and four or three, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. there's just no way that I can see them squeezing in. So like they're in my mind, they're looking at next year and that's like unfair. That's unfortunate for him when he can be competing right now. And Max Crosby on the other side of the ball, like uh, my sentiments were blow it up. I thought that they could just send Devontae to the Chiefs, send Max Crosby to the Rams, no. <laughs> but do something and then build something fresh next year with some vital pieces, a lot of first-round picks, whatever you can get. But they chose to blow it up in a different way, which what do you think about that decision? I actually did not expect that. Um, really? I talked to a few friends that are Raider fans. They also did not expect it. Um like, I think it was when they played the Mar- the 
the Chargers, Mark Davis, was getting harassed by a fan about the state, <laughs> of, the, the state of the team, right? And of course, there's contractual obligations that were keeping Josh McDaniels there, right? So I get that. But what's insane to me is that they're more willing and and totally at this point, you have no choice. What's what's worse than what you already have? They're more willing to pay Josh McDaniels out until the end of his contract than to have whatever the hell he was cooking up in here or lack thereof. Like it, it was just it was that bad, right? Yeah, that speaks volumes. Exactly. And like yeah. it it it's and like it sucks to see I we we both obviously watched that Monday night game. It sucks to see like Devontae Adams on the side, like on the sideline, slamming his helmet. Just you can see the frustration there. Like, at least when he was in Green Bay, like it wasn't like it wasn't for a lack of talent, right? I mean, you have Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball, but it it, it had ran its course, okay? And he just wanted a new place. He chose Vegas. A lot of people, I will say, will say, hold on. Don't say poor Devontae because he chose that. And that's true. It was his lifelong dream to be a Raider. And that's admirable. It's respectable. But respect and, admi- and admiration doesn't win you games, right? But I think that this is, yes, a step in the right direction. They obviously, obviously are benching Jimmy. They're putting Aiden O'Connell in there. Good for them. Good for them. Antonio Pierce is their interim. The name of the GM is their interim GM is skipping my my mind right now, but uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I think that Josh McDaniels has ran his course as a as a head coach. Go back to calling offenses. Go um, back to build. Go back to the Patriots and just go back to build. Yeah. Um. I. Again, I was watching Pat McAfee. I always say this, but sorry, guys. I'm just, <laughs> you I was watching Pat McAfee right? this yeah. morning. They showed uh, Belichick's coaching tree record. Pretty bad. I mean, but I I know it. It's pretty bad. Matt um, Patricia alone is like, a yeah, a disgrace. But, but there's a valid point there. These guys, they leave his system and then, they try to run it as if they're still like part of Belichick's system. And it's like, but at the end of the day, he was the one executing this, not you. So yeah. you can't run these teams as if you're still with Bill, right? Because at and the end of the day, don't, you don't have the same personnel. You don't have the same personnel. You're not Bill Belichick, first of all. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was interesting to see that, you know, like a lot of these guys that are coming from Bill Belichick's tree, like, it's it's just it's abysmal. Like it's just bad. Um, but back to the Raiders. Uh, God be with them. <laughs> Peace be with them. <laughs> um, I'm not mad at that Caleb Williams uh, suggestion, but hey, hey why not? Devontae's got like what? Maybe two more seasons. Good, solid three seasons. So get him a quarterback. Yeah, don't like don't waste that. And Max Crosby, again, God, dude, my God, that man just flies everywhere. Oh, yeah. 110% every single snap, like. Superhuman, yeah. Get on the phone, Les. Like, come on, man. 
Get us, get them on here. Les ain't doing nothing. We know. Like, yeah, we're, we're, not even talk, we're not even talking about the Rams. Like, for what? But I think that the Raiders are in the perfect position to try to go after Caleb Williams if he mm-hmm. does, in fact, Maybe. declare. Like, he, I think he's perfect for that market, the mm-hmm. rebrand of that market with him being in Vegas. I think yeah. that he's perfect for, like, people wanting to come and see him put on a show against their team because people yeah. go to a lot of Vegas games for – the other team, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like the Ram situation. And yeah, like I think they'll sell a lot of jerseys. Yeah. Um, but we'll see how that goes. They're obviously in a tough division, tough conference. So um, but definitely a step in the right direction finally. I think their fans are somewhat relieved just seeing like, hey, couldn't have been worse than what we were doing. So we'll see where it goes. Hello. You know? <laughs> um and then coming into week nine, we are back overseas in Germany. Uh, this time, yeah. obviously last time it was in London. Um, so, by the way, this is like the first season where we have so many international games. I believe it's five. So this week it is the Chiefs and the Dolphins, which yeah, box office. Match I love up. it. Will you be up at six in the morning? Uh, not fully coherent, but I will be there. <laughs> I wake up early during the week, so I'm like, damn, but, right. uh, I'll be up. I'll be up. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Must see TV. That's going to be interesting. Um, who's the favorite in that game? Let me see. Oh, so Kansas city's the favorite minus one and a half. Who are you taking? I'm actually going to go with the dolphins. Okay. I'm going to go with the dolphins. Um, something's going on with it. Kansas City offense. It's not. Oh, yeah. It's not. It's not when they played Denver and and Pat was. I don't know. Had the flu. Whatever. Like obviously you can't. I'm not gonna hold that against him. Unfortunately, you just can't. You have to be logical. Like Patrick yeah. was running into his own lineman. Like what the hell? So it was. It was definitely something we hadn't necessarily seen before. But we've seen those picks before in mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know some games earlier this season. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I get what you're saying, though, about Chiefs aren't the same Chiefs that we're used to seeing out there. Yeah, you know, right. And uh, I actually like – I watched New Heights Pod with Travis and Jason Kelsey. He actually spoke about that game. He actually spoke about their offense, too. He said, like, hey, I know. Like, we know, you know. Like, something is off. People are saying it's the enemy. People are saying it's a lack of weapons. They brought McCole back. Uh, McCole did had a really bad error against against the. Uh, yes, Broncos. I was like, they're gonna send him right back. <laughs> they're like, bye. Um, yeah, I mean, could it be Nagy? Like, Matt Nagy came from. Did he have a job last year before he left Chicago? Was he mm-hmm. just kind of sitting at home? I don't know, but no. Uh, yeah, he's he's cooking up that offense now, yes, yes. and it is not anything spectacular. But they say that before. Big Red called the offense. Like, when EB was there, he wasn't calling the plays. Like, it was always Andy Reid. So, I don't know. Um, but I agree with you. I think that I would take the Dolphins in this game, too. Um, there's a lot of chatter that they don't play good teams well. They can't mm-hmm. beat good teams, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, neutral playing field. Mm-hmm. Dolphins fans travel, okay? So, I'm expecting to see a lot of fans in Germany, Chiefs fans too, probably. Yeah. Um, you know, these are Super Bowl champs. But 
I think that the Dolphins are even more scrappy now. You got Davion and Jalen playing in the secondary. Like both sides of the ball are going to be locked up. Like I was when we were at, um, we were eating dinner and we were watching the Eagles Dolphins game. I don't know if you remember me saying Dolphins are just missing a little bit, like a couple of pieces, like to lock things down. And then I'm like, oh yeah, duh, like Jalen Ramsey isn't there. Xavier Howard isn't playing. So. I think that the secondary being locked up is going to be crucial mm-hmm. for them. It's going to be the difference maker. We saw Jalen Hyde pick last week, mm-hmm. um, but they're going to be able to send extra pressure. You know what I mean? Like, then uh, it's, I, it's a game changer. So mm-hmm. I take say it, I say that to say that I'm going to take the plus one and a half. I think that the Dolphins will actually win this game because. Again, the Chiefs aren't the same. Their defense is playing a lot better than, like, a normal Chiefs defense has been in the past. But something ain't right with that offense, so. Yeah, yeah. And they'll Uh, probably have jet lag. But I did say to somebody, it's really funny, last week um, when they lost the Broncos game and Taylor Swift wasn't there, I said that was the NFL forcing it to try to say, oh, well, she's the lucky charm. We need to have her at all the games. (laughs) So don't be surprised if she's in Germany. Oh my God, how hilarious would that be if she's in Germany? I would be like, give me a break. I mean, she got to support her man. You're not traveling to see your man? Not to Germany. Shoot. Oh, I'm going. I mean, you don't have the money, yeah. And plus, that woman, apparently, she loves to fly her private jet to like anywhere. So we'll know. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe. 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 Um. So we can talk about another game if we have time. Yeah, I actually want to go to the NFC now. Um, Cowboys are in Philadelphia this week. Mm. That's going to be super interesting. Yeah. Cowboys, um, obviously, the commanders, like always, they gave Philly a hard time. They always do it. They're the rivals. We already know how rival games are, so yeah. I'm not putting too much into that. Um, so Dallas is, I guess you could say, picking up steam. Um, I don't know. They're beating on the teams that they're supposed to beat, right? Um, I picked them to beat us last week uh, for two different reasons. <laughs> but um, I think this is going to be Dallas's first real test. Um, aside from obviously the Niners, and we saw how that game ended. They're playing mm-hmm. in a tough environment, right? At the Lincoln. So um, um yeah, I, I think that game's gonna be great. I, I do have Philly winning. Uh I just don't think that obviously last season when they first met, we have to say that Jalen didn't play. So but this season, Dak's gonna play, Jalen's gonna play. So, mm-hmm. um, well, everybody's going to give their best, you know, but I do have, what's the, do you know the spread on that? I don't. I think when I took a peek, it was three. I'm making that up, though. I could have been listening. I'm making that up. I'll find it, though. Okay. But so, do you, yeah. you for sure are taking Philly to win outright, yes. either way. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming they're yeah, going to do this. So Philly is minus three, so they're okay. the home okay. favorite. Home okay. favorites, yeah. So I think it'll be a little bit more than that. Obviously, Dallas's defense is still down. You know, their best, their best, but 
the, the rest corner, but of course they got Micah. So um, I think it's going to be somewhat I of a dog fight. I think it's going to be somewhat of a dog fight. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be somewhat of a dog fight, but I think that Philly wins ultimately. Okay. Um, I am excited about that though. So we got some good matchups this week, even, yeah. you know, there are some good games. Um, in regards to that game, I think that Philly's going to win. I think that Dallas is just still so, like, their mm-hmm. defense is the high, right? And then, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I still haven't seen enough from their offense no. to even know what they are. Like, we can say, oh, yeah, Dak threw for four touchdowns against the Rams. Uh, yeah, that happened. But can I say that the Rams, as a defensive unit, were just so stacked and we were playing – our absolute best to where we can lock them down. No, but they got blown out by the Niners. They got beat by the Cardinals. So there's just, I think that that just kind of goes back to all the parody that's in football and like any given Sunday, any team's week type of situation. But again, like Tony Pollard, I can't tell you the last time that he scored a touchdown. No. Hello. Their offense is so strange. Like the whole CD lamb blowing up thing. That I mean, they needed that because he wasn't getting the ball, and then he plays us, and he's looking like freaking just going off. And yeah. I mean, like we said, we're not going to talk about the Rams game. That was a very, very sour spot in our week. But the showing that they put on against us on all sides of the ball, Dak scoring, throwing for touchdowns, special teams, uh, all defense, three, yeah. all three phases, clicking on all cylinders. Exactly that. If if I've seen that every week, then I'd absolutely would give them the respect. But until then, I can't say that. Now, Philly, I think that they have units on both sides of the ball. They play super, super well in the trenches. They have, you know, A.J. Brown is playing like an MVP wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And I think that their weakness is the secondary. Um, I heard that Howie was on the phone trying to get DBs. I don't know if they've picked one up or not. But – They'll figure it out whether they got to send that pass rush or whatever the case is. I think that they are still just a stacked team overall. Like, they know who they are. They know what they're trying to accomplish. They were just there. This is at home. This is against the team that they absolutely hate. <sighs> I don't know. I got Philly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that Again, that's going to be – that's going to be – that's going to be a good game. Um I think that the conversation we're having about the Cowboys right now is the conversation we have about the Cowboys week in, week out, season in, season out, right? You beat the teams you're supposed to beat. You lose against the good teams. You, that's what sets you apart, right? You beat the best of the best. Then, like, they they beat they beat Philly last year, right? But, again, yeah. no, no, no Jalen. So, it's like, let's see. Everybody's there today. Obviously, they don't have um, – their corner, uh, Stefan Diggs' brother, I forgot his name. Trevon Diggs. Diggs, yeah. You don't have Trevon Diggs, but um, they have another DB that I had a good game against us, too. Uh, Darren Bland. Yeah, I you're talking about Bland. I was yeah. they got in touch with the B. Yeah. yeah. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, it's going to be it's gonna be an interesting one. And then Sunday night game. What game is that? It's uh, the Bengals and the Bills. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to mention that to you, like, before we started. Like, we're going to get that game. Sunday night, 
Um, we'll see. Let's just we'll 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 table that one. Um, and let's just say that I'm hoping for a good game. We'll see okay. what Josh Allen does. We'll see what like we saw what type of Joe Burrow showed up. He was an alien this past weekend. He played like out of this world. Beat the Niners. Thank you, by the way, but. Then the Bengals tried to play the NFC West. Like, oh, God, here we go. Um, but, yeah, Bengals, Bills, stay tuned. I'm excited for that game. Um, I'll give you my best bet, and then you can talk about some fantasy stuff in your fantasy yep. world. And, yeah, we will call it a night. Yep. Um, my best bet is pretty simple this week. The Raiders. Okay. So the Raiders are going to be at home against the Giants. This is a decimated Giants team. Like, let's start there, right? Like, who's playing? Tyrod got hurt. Last week, they brought in Tommy DeVito, and they threw for seven yards passing. Seven yards passing. The, the, they the, had to rush. It was like the wing tee. That was the offense because they did not have the ability to throw the ball. Darren Waller's dealing with the hamstring thing. Like, the offensive line is completely severed. Like, pick a part. And now you have a Raiders team. You're going to get Aiden O'Connell under center, which I think that they look a lot better with him playing. I mm-hmm. think that he has the confidence to, you know, to go in and do what he needs to do, even before this debacle, right? Even before Josh got the ax, even before the GM got kicked out, even before the OC got booted off. Like now is the absolute time for them to play like, we're going to show you what the dead weight was. We're going to show you what the problem was. And it wasn't us because we can get out there and we can play some ball and we can kick some butt, period. So expect to see Max Crosby go off. Expect to see Aiden O'Connell ensure that that ball gets into Devontae Adams's hand. Like, there was no reason as to why he should have one catch, 11 yards. Like, that was – those like supposed, those two supposed touchdowns, like I if I were a Devontae Adams fantasy owner, I would have oh. I would have called I would have called the Raiders organization myself that night. Because mm-hmm. that, imagine that was, having imagine him ha- or imagine having him on a prop like I did and needed the yards. Like that was just abysmal. So you're <laughs> okay, so the Raiders are your pick. Right? Minus two. Minus two. Okay. Bet your mortgage on it. <laughs> oh, okay. Bet your rent, your car, no, everything. So you Let's can double go. it. Let's go. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a few things really quick about my fantasy world before we go off. Um, I sat DeAndre Hopkins last week. I still won. Girl, I know. <laughs> I dropped him the week before, but go ahead. I still won because by the grace of God, my opponent had Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes didn't even give him seven full fantasy points. This is a PPR league. Um, So I won because, again, that guy had uh, Patrick. I had Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert scored damn near four times as much as as Patrick did. I had Josh Jacobs. He had (laughs) a solid game, not even good. So I ended up winning. I also, lastly, I was able to pick up Will Levis on one of my teams. Um, oh, no. I'm going to see. I'm going to see. I might spice things up a little bit and see 
what he does for this team. Um, I'm currently six. They and play two. tomorrow. Huh? They play tomorrow. So yeah, yeah, if yeah. you want to set your roster. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm currently six and two in the league. Very proud of that first place. Uh, still winless in another league, but we're not even going to talk about that. That's not even here nor there. Winless? Um, winless. Not a win? Not, not a single one. Not a single win. Can you tell me who your quarterback is in our league? Justin Herbert. Oh, Lord. But the week that I was projected to win, I lost Nick Chubb, and it was downhill from there. It was just downhill from there. And running backs are slim picking, so. And and running backs, obviously, everybody's thin at the running back position right now. So I gave up on that. I just, it's my only league that I don't have money in, so I'm just like, it is what it is. Um, I'm going to keep my eye out for Will Levis. Um, I picked him up. I'm not sure if I'm going to start him yet. Um, and that's kind of the guy that I'm going to monitor. I'm going to keep DeAndre in my lineup. I'm not going to bench him. Okay. Um, and we'll see if next week I'm still in first place. <laughs> still in first place. Um, you you got this. You, you said that well, – so for fantasy, you have – Who's your quarterback? Matthew Stafford uh-huh. and Jared oh. Goff, just crazy enough. So Goff's on a bye. Mm-hmm. Matthew might not be playing. Mm-hmm. So I have to go pick up another quarterback. The only one that was pretty much available in my league um, that looked promising was Jared Carr. They played the Bears. You kind of gave me a little bit of hope. So <laughs> if I got to play Derek Carr, I swear you better go off. Just like seriously. Put him in your put him in your starting lineup, and then you know, like when you like when you're cooking something with grease, you just kind of look away. Just do that, like just Ooh. let it, just let it be. You don't get the pop, right? Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we gotta love it. Um, so yeah, this is of course another episode of Talking Sporty. Until next time, I'm your girl P. That's. Brandy bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Let me take you on a day. We ain't got a